hearing creaks coming from your closet, rustling outside your window. window. Did you hear guttural woots or wood knocks deep in the woods during your last camping trip? Ever seen strange lights in the sky? Ever feel like someone or something is in the room with you? Rest assured, you are not alone. We are not alone. Take a dive into the strange, unusual, and hauntingly true. You've stumbled upon the Line Begins to Blur podcast. Join your host, Chris G., as he explores the paranormal, cryptid sightings, supernatural events, along with a little true crime from the past and present. Hey guys, welcome back. It's me, Chris G. Welcoming you back here to episode two, that's right, two, of the Line Begins to Blur podcast. Man, it's uh, just to kind of touch back on our last episode, man, the weather in LA here is kind of crazy right now. Super rainy, super cold, and uh, super windy. And, you know, us Los Angelinos, man, we freak out. Anytime the weather is anything but perfect, man, if it's like, I don't know, two degrees above perfect, we like freak out, man. We can't handle the cold. So I don't know, man. Um, that's just life here in LA. Um, but yeah, like I said, I'm Chris G. I'd like to uh, kind of just say thank you for tuning in and listening. Um, this podcast here has uh, everything to do with all the yummy subjects like cryptozoology, ufology, supernatural paranormal events, um, you know, horror, just all that stuff that, you know, spirituality, all the things that, you know, can all kind of be like grouped into that one category of cool shit. So um, I'm hoping that uh, it's as interesting to you as it is to me, hence you uh, stumbling upon my podcast here and listening. So um, yeah, uh, just also wanted to say, you know, this podcast uh, will not exist without your guys' help. I'm definitely open to taking on any stories any um, like events, any points of interest, you know, any experiences you guys might have had, by all means, share them with me. You can either leave them on a voicemail message on our Anchor podcast website, or you can email them to me. Um, and you can email me at info at the line begins to blur dot com. Again, that's info, I-N-F-O, at the line begins to blur podcast dot com. So just um, by all means, man, if you have anything to share, please send it my way. I'm sure we'll all be interested to, uh, to listen. And again, there's no judgment here. I'm definitely open to hear it and, uh, I definitely support it, man. So anyway, let's get, let's get on to it. Thanks. So, yeah, so this week's podcast, um, is everything to do with uh, paranormal ghosts um, I find the subject highly highly interesting um, unfortunately I'm not as in tune I don't think so I'm not as in tune with um, the supernatural realm if you will um, 
but I know there are other members in my family that are like my eldest sister. She, um, well, I'll get into that in a minute, but yeah, like I've often wanted to feel these things. I've often wanted to see, and I often put myself in situations where I'm hoping to see these things. Now I've tried to get a uh, ghost hunting group together, but uh, to no avail. Every time I try, there's a lot of yeah, yeah, yeahs, and then when the time comes, you know, everybody's like, oh, can't do it, or oh, I don't want to buy the gear, and you know, excuse, excuse, excuse. So anyway, I actually tried joining um, a local paranormal event. Uh, I'm sorry, paranormal uh, research team here locally, and um, yeah, I interviewed for them. This was like maybe two years ago, and uh, apparently I didn't make the cut because they're like, yeah, we're gonna we're gonna call you back, and uh, things are gonna be great, and we're looking forward to having you on board, and yeah, well. That was uh, one $6 Starbucks drink that I'll never get back. So anyway, um, yeah, nah, no, not bitter much harder. <laughs> so anyway, um, if anybody's interested, you know, again, hey, I'm open. I'm in L.A., you know, anywhere from L.A., Orange County, Pasadena area, anywhere in betweens, you know, just, just throwing it out there. So anyway. Like I said, I myself personally am not as in tune to the supernatural realms and all the coolness that um, comes from them. So uh, I feel like I need help. I need, uh, you know, I definitely would be needing the additional like equipment and uh, who knows? I mean, I'm, I, I feel I'm pretty open, very open minded. I don't know if it's just, you know, I'm skeptical, you know, deep down. I, I don't know. But anyway we'll figure that part out so but i do have two experiences though um and they both uh, i wasn't alone and uh, i have stories that i can share and actually my my fiance she um she has a couple stories as well uh, i'll probably have her come on on another episode and share her experiences um hers are pretty interesting as well um she actually she's a little bit more in tune with um like feel the, the paranormal um you know that that feeling and scent like her senses are like heightened uh more so than myself uh, but yeah so um like i said i have two experiences that i can share um so the first one um oh man this is a long time ago so I used to be in a band. Um, I started a band in high school with a couple of my closest buddies. Um, we did our thing and it was cool. Uh, you know, didn't really pan out so great, you know, but I joined other bands. I mean, I got the bug. I was a drummer. Um, I could also play a little bass and guitar, but I was primarily a drummer and I love to play the drums. You know, I'm a bigger guy, so I can pound those drums pretty hard. So I was totally into it. And um, we formed another band and uh, we were actually doing pretty good. You know, there's a lot of potential there. We had booked some shows at the Whiskey you know, down in Hollywood. And I don't know if this might be dating myself, but, you know, we booked some shows back at the Coconut Teaser and the Roxy. So, um, yeah, that long ago. So, you know, doing pretty good. Now, the thing is, <clears throat> we had, you know, our bass player, he um, he had a garage and his garage is primarily where we would practice. We would leave all our gear there because it was a lock in. Like, he'd lock it up and stuff. And so, I mean, we were hardcore serious about this. So, like, we definitely would meet, I think, like three to four times a week during the week, you know, because it'd be evening after work. We'd probably practice like an hour and a half, maybe two weekends. We, you know, three to four hours. 
so we uh, we grew as musicians and um, you know we were definitely writing really strongly and part of what we did was because it was just three of us um, bass player the guitar slash singer and myself we would record our practices um, either I had a VHS video recorder at the time or my bass player my buddy he um, he would also set up mics and we would line in directly to his laptop or his computer and record you know um, audio just so we can kind of like have references because you know we were writing the stuff so we wanted to kind of like keep track of it and see what we liked what we didn't like critique it and work on it from there right so I remember there was one particular night it was <clears throat> excuse me it was pretty much oh I want to say like <sighs> midsummer like right in the middle of July so it was super hot and um so we're in the garage we um just kind of like recording i think we'd recorded about two hours worth of practice i think we recorded like maybe four songs and uh, we took a break we decided to go inside go to this inside the house which was like 10 feet away we'd go grab a couple beers stand outside cool down relax because you know it's summer it's in the it's in the night we wanted to cool down and it was beautiful out man it was great weather so we'd have a couple beers and just kind of like, hey, man, that was great. And, you know, what, do you, what about this? What about that? Blah, 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 blah. So we were doing that. <clears throat> Had a couple beers. And then all right, it's like, OK, let's hey, guys, let's go back in. Let's check out the recordings. Let's kind of start working on this. Let's do some work. So we did that. We went in. We shut down all the power to the amps and the subwoofers and, you know, all the gear and stuff. So we just turned everything off because we just wanted to sit and listen. So... What my buddy would do is when he would do that, he would, he had his computer set up in a way because, you know, he was definitely a tech dude. Like he, he knew all about tech stuff. Like this dude like took his whole entire DVD collection and put it on like hard drives and had it working through his TV. Like he, he, this guy was on point. You know, he is on point. He's still like hardcore into all that. <clears throat> but anyway, at the time he had his laptop also set up to uh, stereo. So, you know, the speakers were up and stuff. And so when we'd listen, we could actually hear it and we could hear it at a good volume. So we're all kicking back. We're listening. I'm sitting on my drum throwing The guys are sitting on the couch and whatever. And he's putting on the, the recording. And in the middle of the recording, there's like an interlude to one of our, one of the songs we were writing. We were like, you know, it's kind of like, like the drum stop, like with a psh, you know, the cymbals crash. And there's like a loud where it kind of like just rings out. And then the guitar is kind of like mellow. It's playing like a little melodic piece in the background, building the song back up. Right. <clears throat> and um, at this point, because we were still writing the song, there was no vocals. There was no singing. And I'm telling you, man, it was just the three of us. It was the bass player playing the bass it was the guitarist slash singer but he was only playing guitar because again no singing and that was myself sometimes on occasion we'd have visitors and you know like girlfriends or friends or whatever come and watch us and stuff but this was not one of those times it was just the three of us and um, I should also note that my buddy the bass player like you know he lived in the house he, he lived his sister lived there as well and she did have um, she did have some children she had a little boy and so it was him. So it was basically my friend, his sister, his nephew, and the mom, right? So the grandma, I guess. <clears throat> um, so they all lived. But again, everybody stayed in the house. My buddy, the bass player, would, you know, he's the only one in the garage with us. So the three of us playing. 
when we were playing and we're listening to that song with the interlude out of I forgot which channel I think it was the left side channel you could hear a kid laughing and it sounded like this kid was like all up on the mic like you know like right into the mic it wasn't even like blended in it was just like it's as if in the middle of the recording this kid ran up grabbed the mic and just started laughing into the mic because it was like it just like it popped out like there was no ambiance to it it was not blended in i mean you could hear it and we and it lasted i want to say like so it was it was like in 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 sections it was like a ha 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 like something like that like it was in in sections all together it lasted a good maybe seven seconds eight seconds something like that of just a kid laughing so we're like hey did we record over anything and you know like maybe it was kind of like an older tape that you know maybe he'd you know my cousin my buddy had recorded his nephew before and but no no it was brand new tape it was or or it was digital right i'm sorry not tape but it was digital yeah I'm, i'm old school like that sorry so they're just you know there it was new like there was nothing there no underlying noise recordings nothing it was just a straight fresh digital recording so yeah man that really freaked us out we were like whoa that's crazy um so we went in checked with his sister like hey you know his boy's name was you know we'll call him like we'll call him sam like hey was salmon anywhere running around anywhere it's like no man he's he's asleep it's you know it's past his bedtime he's only you know like he's only six oh shit okay well then we started questioning like hey man you know was there anything in that beer like you know (laughs) did we like do shots or something like hey nope we uh we walked away and uh the next day being uh, because that was a friday night so the next day saturday during saturday practice we came in and we listened and yeah it was still there um unfortunately uh later on i asked my buddy to send me that and yeah just uh that file got lost man you know how things happen um especially when you're a kid and not taking things super 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 serious but um but yeah i mean to this day i mean it just just thinking about it now is giving me goosebumps man just chill in my bones just listening to that disembodied laugh so anyway yeah so that's uh that's one instance uh, in my life that uh i can honestly say that i had a run-in with a supernatural event so yeah thanks we'll return to the line begins to blur podcast after the following message Hey guys, Chris G here from the Line Begins to Blur podcast, and I just want to say thanks for listening. You know, this podcast wouldn't exist without you guys, and I'm here for you guys. So if there's anything else you'd like for me to touch on, go over, discuss, or share, by all means, please reach out to me and let me know. My email is info at thelinebeginstoblur.com. Again, info at thelinebeginstoblur.com. 
I'm currently working on the website, trying to get that up and running so you can do some missions online as well. But in the meantime, just please feel free to email me. Um, again, thanks for listening, and I hope to see you guys back. Thanks. So, my second experience. Um, okay, so this one's a little closer to home, and uh, I should give you a little bit more backstory. So, okay, um, growing up, my grandmother had. Um, so she originally is from El Paso, Texas, or was it from originally from El Paso, Texas? She left, came to LA to become an, an actress, work on you know. She had the Hollywood dream and she got some sizable, notable roles. Nothing great. I mean, she, you know, like if I said her name, you wouldn't know who she is. And probably, you know, I think she might have like one or two things you might have seen, maybe. And if you're like over 40, <laughs> but um, otherwise, yeah, you wouldn't know who she is. But needless to say, she uh, she made a career. She uh, before she got into acting, she um, worked for NASA so that you know gave her she earned enough money where she was able to buy a good sizable uh house in la um and it was a corner corner property it was the main house and it had two attached apartments so uh, anybody that knows real estate knows that you know hey it was a really wise investment and it was big the house was big um it was only one story but it and it well it did have a down uh, a downstairs basement but um, it was four rooms, two and a half baths, uh, front room, kitchen, large kitchen, man. It had a porch, had a backyard with a driveway, like an enclosed backyard. I mean, the thing was huge. Anyway, um, and my grandmother was always of the, the mindset that, hey, you know, this, this house is for my family. My family will always have a house and we did and that's how i grew up and the thing is the way my grandmother was you know we're hispanic and you know hispanic people by nature by um our heritage we're like really close to the family so i had a few uncles um pass away in the house because what would happen is they were off living in their own you know, on their own doing their own thing they'd start to get sick and my grandmother was like hey no 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 cut that shit out you're gonna come live with me i'm gonna take care of you um, and it happened three times, three different uncles. They would get sick. She would bring them into the house. She would tend to them, take care of them until they died. Right. And they would always die in the house. They're very stubborn guys. Like they just were like, nope, don't take me nowhere. I ain't going nowhere. I'm just going to die. And uh, they did. So, um, so there was already that, um, and unfortunately, um, my grandmother ended up not doing so well after a while. Um, but here's the thing. So after all, after my uncle's pass, whatever, um, you know, my grandmother was alone in the house. My eldest sister was who was originally living in Riverside and San Bernardino at the time. She was kind of going back and forth. She um, decided to go to chiropractic school and the chiropractic school she went to 
was in LA. So she asked if she could, you know, stay and live, you know, for four years while she, or whatever, however many years while she was learning, if she could stay in the house. So she made arrangements to live with my grandmother. And okay, so she came down, she moved in, she was in the back, she was in the room, <laughs> she was in the room where all the uncles died because they would always be the one room in the back. And it was that way because it had a back entrance. It was in the back. It had its own bathroom. Um, it had access, like I said, in and out, and just in case, you know, we need an ambulance or whatever. And so it was all in the back. So that's the room she decided to stay in. So she moved in there. She was there. Now, she shared with me a couple experiences she had. Um, and I'm assuming it was because of the uncles and stuff. And, you know, um, I can go into that. Well, actually, you know, I'll share it now. So one of the experiences she shared with me was there was a night, I guess she was asleep. And she had one of those little, um, you know, those digital alarm clocks by the bed. And she woke up to the alarm clock, like doing like a weird digital screech where it was just like, right? It was just like super screech. And it woke her up, and when she looked at the alarm clock, the numbers were just like scrolling, like you know, Matrix towers, like just like all zeros and like just scrolling through and like no definitive numbers. So she freaked out, and she grabbed the alarm clock and she unplugged it, and it states, and like I guess it screech, it continued to screech for like ten seconds after, and then it just kind of like wound down. At least that's what she said. And she said that scared the shit out of her, which, you know, truth be told, it probably scared the shit out of me, too. So, yeah. Um, so that's one of the stories. I mean, she has a few more. And one day, hopefully, maybe I can get her on the line and, you know, get her to share some of these stories with us. But um, but yeah, so there was already some semblance of activity in the house. OK, so cut to a few years later, you know, some years later. Um, my sister's in school. My grandma starts getting sick, not doing so well. She talks to me and my sister. You know, we make arrangements. Okay, we're going to take over the payments of the house. You know, we're going to do this, blah, 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 blah. My grandmother, <laughs> here's the irony. She, so she's not about to die in the house. She's like, hell no. We, you know, she's, she goes to the doctor. Um, unfortunately, we ended up going to um, long-term health, like, uh, I'm sorry, long-term uh, hospice. And uh, basically, yeah, that's where she kind of like, you know, ended her journey, if you will. But she had a huge, super close attachment to the house. She always, I mean, she worked hard for that house and she loved that house and everything that the house stood for. Because, you know, here she was, this poor, you know, Hispanic lady from El Paso with like no bright future at the time coming out to L.A., to make it big in movies and man she i mean she ended up working for nasa man and she worked on some like huge projects i mean when she had passed we were going through some of her stuff i mean yeah she has all this memorabilia she has like coins made from some metal from you know the space capsules and stuff i mean she had she was like this was legit she genuinely like did some shit in her life so you know was, she had this huge attachment to the house and um, so we felt that, you know, when she passed that, you know, we could do what we could do anything we could to like honor her there. So I ended up moving into the house with my girlfriend, my fiance, but girlfriend at the time. And we lived there with my sister. Um, we lived together for about two years. 
my sister because what was going to happen was at that point my sister was gearing up to end and graduate from chiropractic school and she was going to go off on her own so plan was for me to move in and take care of the house and keep everything you know hunky-dory and make sure everything was good pay the bills and you know just take care of everything so that's what happened so at one point we're all living together and i remember my um so my sister was out of town she was celebrating she was uh no no i take that back she was out of town because she was at a conference learning some new techniques and stuff you know bone cracking stuff and she was out of town um my girlfriend and i were there and and we when we moved in we moved into my grandmother's room like so that was the main bedroom so we were there sister was in the back in the death room as we called it and you know we kept a lot of my grandmother's furniture a lot of her belongings i mean it was it was it's i still have some now to this day um stuff is amazing so we're there and it's again you know it's a nice evening i want to say it's summer too just because the weather was nice but again it's la so it could have been any time of the year for the most part and jokingly i'm like hey babe you know i, I think we had uh, rented some movies and this is back in the day when you could still rent movies grab a couple dvds or whatever so i'd rented paranormal activity the movie and uh you know i had a lot of interest in seeing that so i'm like hey babe you know i was joking with her i'm like you know knowing the history of the house you know wouldn't it be crazy if this movie unlocks something and, you know, she's like shut up and you know all that stuff so i kind of freaked her out a little bit so anyway we put the movie on we're watching the movie and anybody that knows me knows that i'm kind of that you know um mischievous fucker like you know like i'll mess with you if i have given the opportunity you know i'll 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 you know i mean i mean it in good fun but i'll mess with you so we're watching the movie and um (laughs) above the bed there's a ceiling fan and the ceiling fan because my grandma when she god bless her soul when she was alive she's very short you know she was five one standing on a fucking bible right so she's short so the 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 pull chains on it you know were longer she had added extenders so that she could reach him when she needed to turn the fan or the lights off and on right so i mean you know overall you would turn it on with the switch on the wall but like if she wanted to change the speed of the fan or you know the lights or whatever so you know those chains so goofing around there's like this real tense movie scene in the movie right you know you know where they're building up the tension it's like super creepy and the music's kind of building up and stuff like that right so what i decided to do just to be stupid is i grab one of the the chains on the ceiling fan and i start spinning it i'm like "Ooh, babe hey ghost is here ah, right whatever i'm just messing with her and you know we're both laughing and you know i lay back in bed and we'll continue watching the movie and I can't help but notice, you know, out of the corner of my eyes, the chain's still moving. It's, it's going. Now, it's not like n- normally when you move one of those chains, how it moves really fast and it moves, you know, really aggressively and then it gradually slows down because, you know, it kind of like peters itself out. Now, man, this thing was still going in a circle. And mind you, I'm going to say it was honestly like, I don't know, like two minutes or so later. I mean, it, it was going. And it kept going, like with no signs of stopping. And I'm like, oh shit. And I, I'm like, hey babe, look. I mean, is it me or is? It? She's like, whoa. And she, she, so she looks up. She sees it moving. 
and it's not stopping like it's going at a very consistent rate and a very consistent speed it's just like spinning and spinning and spinning and i'm like oh shit and then she's like babe i, I feel like cold like i feel like cold air now i didn't feel the cold air but i'm freaking out because i see you know the fan chain spinning and needless to say my laughing stopped well both of our laughing stopped and um so yeah so we're she's looking up and i'm like oh you know and, and i stand up and i'm like there's no freaking way so i turn on the light like you know like the switch and the lights gone the lights on and the chain's still going like like literally it's not stopping or slowing down at all i literally had to grab it with my hands and stop it and even when i did so like it had some momentum to it like i felt it it wasn't like like light it like it like it literally smacked into my hand when i put my hand upon it and we freaked out man you know like legitimately we were like we creeped out like, like we all got goosebumps she started crying i didn't feel scared again because for me i was assuming that it was based on some family because i had a lot of family that passed in that house for all i knew it could have been my grandmother or, you know, or one of my uncles that passed. Um, but yeah, it just it really creeped us out. She had to get out of the room, and I just kind of did my thing, and I just checked up on her, and uh, you know, she was okay, and she refused to sleep in the room <laughs> uh, for a little while. But um, eventually, you know. I convinced her to just come on let's go you know everything's fine it's probably my grandmother and you know how much she loved you and and that's the thing you know my my fiance girlfriend at the time she um she had a really close relationship with my grandmother as well like unfortunately at one point you know we kind of back way back way back way 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 back we broke up for a little bit you know I was I was dumb but she continued to go visit my grandmother you know my grandmother for the most part was alone so she appreciated that and she really came to appreciate my girlfriend and like felt like they they developed this this closeness you know so i think once i convinced her that it was more than likely her i mean because there was no you know malevolent malevolent intent there there was nothing evil it was just the chain spinning like kind of saying like hey guys i'm here don't don't forget about me you know i'm watching you you're, you know you're in my bed don't get crazy you know <laughs> so at that point i think it took a more meaningful uh more meaningful like vibe for her you know and, and it just was cool so yeah anyway um i shared that it's funny so my sister gets back and i shared that story with her and she just was like whoa that's crazy and it was um but yeah there were you know i mean again in that house myself I didn't really experience anything else, but um, my sister did. So, like I said, hopefully one day I'll get her to come on and share some of those good, juicy nuggets with us and uh, entertain us for a little bit. But yeah, so that was number two. I appreciate it, guys. Thanks.
You've been listening to the Line Begins to Blur podcast with your host, Chris G. Join us every other week for new episodes. (laughs) 